For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. But he's mad because he says they're uppity and they won't put whipped cream on the custard because their custard's too special and they don't have strawberry custard. And he's, he wants you to like do a whole, uh, he wants you to take a flamethrower to him like you did Portillo's. First of all, I didn't take a flamethrower to Portillo's. Like people got the, no, I'm, you know what? (laughs) Never mind. We, I have a good, I have some good stuff planned for today. But uh, Tony, why, why you're 38 years old? Why do you need whipped cream on your custard? Because whoa, goes, no, no, whoa, whoa, you're on the wrong side of this. Are you kidding yeah. me? Is this a I serious asked, take from you? I literally asked the question I asked. What are you doing, man? Are you just like yeah, trying to like stir stuff up now? Y'all ask me ask question. You're like y'all ask being me. like Stephen A. Smith and just I throwing mean, yeah, out the, inflammatory. Y'all things. literally, y'all literally oh took brought gosh. this to my attention, and, and I regret doing so. I mean, cool. <laughs> I mean, you acting like uh, uh, whipped cream is this childlike thing. Like it doesn't go on ice cream or cake or you know a bunch of other desserts. Like it's oh, uh, this is a child thing. Why would you want whipped cream? Like, it's not a part of everyday dessert. Like, what is that, Russ? Uh, bro, why do y'all got to make everything so... You started it! Y'all ask me the question, and then get mad when I ask you a question. Because <laughs> the way you frame the question. <laughs> you're a I will, I will, all right. I will say this. If you're paying, they should put whatever they want you want on the ice cream. Well, not if they don't serve it. I mean, you can't go to Taco well, Bell I know, I know, a cheeseburger. I just, well, no, I know they have whipped cream there. They don't you can get like no, no, Sundays no. though, right? No, they don't. As so the Sundays company, don't have as a brand, as yeah. an Andy's brand, their ice cream is too great to be sullied by whipped cream. That they that's, refuse to have it in the building. That's strange. We, since you brought really it up, true. ordering an ice cream sundae does sound like a kid thing. That that'd be a funny thing to order as an adult, like a full on ice cream sundae, where they like make some part of it into a smiley face and. See, Tony, are you going to yell M&M, at him? M and M's and sprinkles all over. It doesn't seem like something a grown up would eat. That's here's true. here's here's one here's what what. Here, I challenge that notion. Then why do they have butterscotch? Butterscotch is not a child thing. Butterscotch is an adult flavor. No child ever asked for butterscotch. For sure. For sure. Or peppermint. Like butterscotch. Who wants peppermint? Yeah. Well, Jason, you're 60. What so do you mean peppermint? You like I like butterscotch because it's good. What do you mean peppermint? Peppermint? It crumbled up like peppermint candy or yeah. like mint yeah. flavored? or Yeah, people that think yeah. peppermint is a candy. Old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my grandfather reason, used to go through like five pound sacks of those things. Yo, if it wasn't for church, no 
I, I wouldn't be eating peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate church candy. You know, you know what? There's something funny too. Like I always think about this about all the people that were sacrificed throughout human history for the sake of food, right? Like when everybody's trying to figure out what's edible, what's not edible. They're like, hey, you. Oh, okay. All right. Village, not smart person. <laughs> hey, Eat somebody's got to try these mushrooms, right? <laughs> like all, <laughs> out of everything that we've learned to eat and not eat, there has been an almost an equal amount of deaths due to the discovery of food. <laughs> Russ, yeah, I didn't know where that was headed, but he's. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, was, I was with you. I was with you. But he's right. Somebody's kind of canary. Yeah, he's kind of right. Like, a canary. One way or another, we find out that you better cook chicken all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> or like they used to think they used to think tomatoes were poison because they kept putting them right. on like lead plates, and then people kept dying. <laughs> people kept dying, and they're like, "Yo, these tomatoes. Nah, we can't do this anymore." Like all the shiny things that grow on plants, just on your regular walk. Yeah. Like somebody had to have tried that and died before. Like somebody was like, yeah, we should probably shouldn't eat that. And it just kept going on with life. Like rhubarb is like some of the leaves are poison, but the edible part is really good. <laughs> you know, you definitely know somebody was making strawberry rhubarb with the poison part. <laughs> it, it bit it. Rhubarb is not good enough for that inconvenience. I, yeah. it's Agreed. Not, like the, I don't know what it's what, in besides what's the strawberry payoff? rhubarb. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not <laughs> enough payoff for me to start eating something where it's like, careful. Right. Some parts of this are poison. <laughs> and, and, right. Like, well, the parts of it that aren't are just that worth it. I don't think so. And then from that point on, it's just natural selection, right? It's like, who's the village dumb person? All right, here you go. This is your job. And then up, oh, you just find another one, and then just kind of keep going, and then natural selection kind of happens. <laughs> I, I'm glad I, you we assume we're still combo. finding that out. I assume we're still going through that process because you still hear certain kinds of sushi or whatever where you're like, this one has to be eaten very carefully, which to me means um, order don't something else. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's that's plenty of sushi that I'd like that won't kill me. Yeah. I don't under, I don't understand the, ah, oh, man, I'm ready to risk it all over <laughs> stuff that you don't have to do. <laughs> You know, right. it's like there's it plenty of food that, that doesn't kill you. Yeah, 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 right. It can't be that good. Did you know that some people like to smoke, like smoke like a like a cigarette, uh, toad venom, poisonous toad venom? Hmm. You do you get high or something? Oh, we're gonna get to it on today's show, Russ. Don't you worry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to try. No, I didn't mean like for a segment, we're all going to do it and see what happens. That would be a fire pod. Not going to lie. In the sake of content. But (laughs) (laughs) but I I, I don't want to, in the words of Tony, be the village dumb person. Yeah, that would have to be a live one. Tony has always wanted to do a live pod. And that would have to be one where it's live. Tune in and see if all three of us live to the end. Talk about about content. Mess around, die on our podcast. (laughs) It would be the most lit episode ever. I think we should. That's we should. that's that's where he's coming from, Russ. Just so you know, let's, like every time you get upset about him dragging your reputation through the mud, it's always he's, content. He's, right? He's his best. He's friends with you, but he's best friends with content. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't think you could put it any better than that. Speaking of which, what? one time, one time though, Tony, as, as he, you know, 
shovels his way through some custard from Andy's custard. One time he was at my house and he refused ice in his drink because he said something like you want to talk about like, you know, pompous Tony. Tony said something like it's never good for a, a vocal performer is what he think. I think he called himself a vocal performer. should right. ever drink cold right. drinks. As he shovels down ice cream moments before the start of the show, Russ. Tony Tony does one little voiceover, and now he's Michael Jackson before he performs in front of 60,000. Like, Vocal performer. Right. That's when you got to hit, in the words of Tony, that's when you got to hit him with the okay. Okay, Tony. <laughs> I mean, Chewy he's very up. good. He's very good, but I, I mean, not here. I mean, every, every, everybody's got the problem. The problem is too many, too many people are telling him that now. How good he is? Yes, that's why he keeps. I'm a vocal. Yeah, but he is. But he is though. But he is though. When he does his yeah. promos for NBC about the White Sox and the Bulls, I can't sit here and be like, "No, this is garbage." This is he's really good, and it just infuriates me that we can't get that version of him here. Let's privately shame him though. Can we say he's trash in private and publicly big up our guy? But in private, we're like, "Bro, yeah." So, like, I would never say it to his face, but he did an awesome job on this? Correct. Okay. All right. Did you just burp it in the microphone? Tony, you have a mute button. For, you have oh, a mute it, button. You know sometimes we put this part on. You have a mute button so we can... I covered like, it in my mouth. I okay. thought it was... No, you didn't. There's multiple mute buttons. You have one on your microphone and right here. Jesus. I'm sorry. There's pot. a person... If, if this part makes it in, there's a person driving around... Or walking their dog, and they've got earbuds in. Not not headphones, not like cans. He's they got earbuds in, and that belch goes directly like into their brain from you, Tony. This like, is this you, is four okay. D. Do you want to hear something serious audio. though? Do you want to hear something real from me, Tony? Mm-hmm. Like it's funny and all, but this undercuts every time. This undercuts any time you ever try to talk to me about professionalism and what this show should be like, like standards and stuff like that. This this pulls the rug out from all of that when you do stuff like this. My girlfriend is giving me the look of shame right now, shaking her head. Probably wondering she should be. why. She should. She should. Why I'll get some texts yeah, text from you while you're editing, and you're like, guys, we should really try to do this or this. And, I, and I'm going to see that and be like, this is from the guy that belched right into the microphone on the show. <laughs> Can we start the podcast? Please. Welcome to Sports Adjacent, guys. Yeah. No, no hey, you don't, this no, is not, you don't get not your to podcast. You don't get yeah, to intro no. it. You don't ever get to do <laughs> oh that. God. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. Uh, whatever you've been wrong. hearing, we apologize. <laughs> I'm Russ Dorsey, a.k.a. Blanket uh, for Tony. <laughs> call, call back to last week's pod. I'm with, as always, Jason Leisure, my co-host and... That guy who actually finally mutes his microphone as we're doing the intros and need him to talk. Uh, it's Tony Hill. Hello, people. Yeah. With a mouthful. Yeah. Go back to muting yourself. Cool. Thanks, bro. Uh, as always, this wonderful podcast is brought to you by BetUS. Log on to BetUS.com. Use promo code SportsAdjacent to get a 125% sign up bonus when you deposit a minimum of $50. We really appreciate them helping us keep the lights on here. Uh, Jason, what do you have in that lovely mug over there? Whiskey. No, it's hot tea, man. Because a vocal performer should never drink cold things while they're on the air, Russ. Oh. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Shut up, Tony. 
we were talking we were talking about um about people having earbuds in their ears listening to this i actually got a pair of airpods just recently and my bro i checked with my brother on this before i did it because i don't like having to do my own research too much reading right uh, and he said you gotta Tony, get the airpod you gotta get the airpod pro you gotta get the ones with the noise canceling and it is incredible like it muffles all these sounds like the air conditioning or street sound or the wind or whatever but it also muffles my kids when they're bickering and you can put them in and not even listen to anything and it just cancels all that noise and i don't mind it as a parent though don't you kind of need to hear what's going on sometimes good question fair question sometimes is the answer you don't always need to know and there are times where it's like there's a dispute or an altercation of some kind that you didn't witness if i if it happens in front of me and i see it and I'm paying attention. That's a good caveat because sometimes this will happen three feet in front of my nose and I don't know what happened because I wasn't paying attention either because I was on my phone or I was just uh, wishing I was somewhere else during it. Um, if you see what happens, it's pretty easy to like adjudicate that situation and be like, I saw what you did. I saw you instigate this. It's your fault. You're the one that's in trouble, not the other kid. Um, but a lot of times that's not what happens. You'll just hear like a scream or a thud in another room and you go in there and are like, who's crying? And you got to You get with limited information and with my kids, I don't think lie to me yet. I'm sure they'll get better at that later, but uh, they give partial truths. They give the parts of the truth that favor their side of the story. And I have to take whatever evidence I, and sometimes I just tell them, I'm just straight with them. Like, like, I don't know what happened. But I'm making my best determination off what the two of you are telling me that I think it's your fault. And so you're the one in trouble. Listen, man, it's all fun and games until you're in the other room and you hear. And now there's a fight because as, as somebody who used to get into altercations with his brother all the time. Yeah. Somebody hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Your brother's your, how much older? Uh, your brother's Joe, right? Yeah, he's. Three, it goes back between three and four years. Shout out to Joe, fan, fan of the show, fan of Tony Gill. Yeah, no, he's good people, good people. Uh, uh so he's a how much, how much did you guys yours, fight? <laughs> how much did you and him fight with each other? Physically? Oh man, and, and at only... what point did you have a chance in that fight? Because I would imagine for a while you did not. Uh, I got a growth spurt around 10, and that, yeah, I, I'm the more energetic of the two of us. Yeah. And after I hit the growth spurt, I could hold my own for for the remainder. Now, would you guys, were there any ground rules? Like my brother is three years younger than me. And then I have another brother who's eight years younger than me. And that's a little too young to fight. Although we would get into these little like arguments and skirmishes. And my mom, I'd be like 12. And my mom would be like, how can you get into a fight with a four-year-old? Like, it's possible, man. <laughs> uh, but with my other brother, Jake, who's three years younger than me, we would physically fight plenty of times. But nobody no. ever, ever, ever punched anybody in the face. That didn't happen. Uh, and it was never even, like, talked about. I think it just was like, we're not doing that. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever punched anybody in the face. Punches were thrown. Um, slaps were thrown around. <laughs> We've been Slaps? Pushed. You guys would slap each other in the face? <laughs> Listen, man. 
I like yeah, it. That's funny. Oh, pushing each other into stuff. Like we were. What I wouldn't we give for a Dorsey family video. If Mr. and Mrs. Dorsey happened to have a video of Russ and Joe slap fighting no. each other, I would watch that. No. We need to release no. that on our Instagram. Our, we do not. Our pretty much defunct Instagram. We don't. It's cool. Um, now, nah, me and Joe got into some. It's some heated stuff, like some oh, stuff. I'm sure. I'm embarrassed to say on the podcast type stuff, so <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. I uh, uh, I got two brothers. I only fought with one, um, and that's my brother right under me. I never fought with my youngest brother, um, but in those fights, I never took it seriously, even though they he would. Sure. Um, so I feel like the cooler head usually prevails in fights. Um, and I usually was right, so I would never take him serious. I would just kind of put him in the headlock, kind of squeeze until he got tired, you know, kind of push him away, muff him a little bit. It would annoy him, but I would get a kick out of it because it's like, well, nobody's going to get hurt here. I don't want to get in trouble for you getting hurt. So what's the best case scenario out of this altercation? Just hold and squeeze until you calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I See, the, the problem with me and Joe is you're – you can't talk to me any type of way. And so in a it would start off super like calm. Like I'd be in the room doing something and he'd do be in the room mm-hmm. doing something. And I would like throw a ball of paper at him. That sounds like, right because you're younger. You'd be starting. You know what I'm saying? Way. And so it's like Russell stop. And, and it's like, what are you gonna do about it? And then he throws something back. And then I throw something back. And then he'd Tony bleep this out for my mom. He'd be like, you know what? You a <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so now I'd be like, wait, who's a b-? I'll show you a b-. And then now it's World War Three. <laughs> and then but, all of a sudden. But, I, you I don't know, you, but your, your retelling of this is like such classic younger brother BS where you're like, you know, you can't talk to me any kind of way. And the whole fight starts with you throwing stuff at the guy. <laughs> it was, but keep it like, I'm. that's just an example. It wouldn't always start like that. It would not always be my fault. So let's get that out of the way. Um. <laughs> Because people always like to take the older brother's side like the younger brother is wrong. Sometimes y'all some assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's be honest about that. The reason um, I was curious about at what point you uh, put that put yourself on a level playing field physically was because is because my brother, you guys have both met Jake. Jake's like 6'2 and ripped. Jake's in great shape. Yeah, he was like, I, he was no doubt kicking your ass. Like, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> it, it hasn't come up in the last 19 years uh maybe that's fortunate for me but i know uh, that I, I i know i left the house on top i know even mm-hmm. at eight i know at 18 and 15 i still i left the house undefeated but i don't think it would go that way now i mean that's, that's all that matters is you set that precedent early so that when you get older they don't try you and then they have that respect like no nah, i can't that's older brother that's big brother i can't I can't yeah. do that. Even though, like, I know for sure my youngest brother, Christian, will handle me if it got to it. Like, See, I you think so. Looking at it, looking at it physically, you think so. And and on paper, that seems clearly the case with me and Jake. But on the other hand, like, you know how those there's those stories about how a mother can summon the strength to lift a car to save mm-hmm. her child. Like, I don't know. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Well, we only got to test it. Russ, you got to fight your brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not testing it. Me and Joe, we ended that a long time ago. We haven't gotten into some beef in like a year, so we're gonna keep it there. 
Do you know where I was before this? Before we sat down to do this, I was not at Andy's shoveling down custard before we went on the show, Tony. The um, oh, good guess. <laughs> Very good guess. Yeah. Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> Is that what an old person would call it? Is that what they'd call it in church when they're railing against it, Tony? <laughs> when they're praying for the people in there. Seriously, Tony, what would your dad call it? Yeah, you better get up that booty club. Right. Oh my God. Right. We can't do this, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble with this one. I've just but it's cool. been it act, acting as if we're gonna start on this at any time. No, I, I'm trying to decide how much trouble I want to get into, but we'll figure. I'm gonna preface it by saying this: if you're listening to this lovely podcast and this topic that we're about to talk about, it doesn't mean I'm talking about you. And these are all jokes. Um, I, is that gonna fly legally? Is that gonna? Oh, it's well, not. Let's bad. Find out together. I just don't want anybody who <laughs> this might relate to to be upset with me like I'm judging them. because That was a scary preface, but go ahead. That's cool. All right. So how old do you have to be? What's the or let's say this the way. At what age can you do you have to have like a headboard on your bed? Oh, 25 probably you mean as opposed to like a futon or something like you have to have a real bed i mean like you could like having a bed and having a headboard on the back what age do you like that becomes a requirement i'm gonna say 30. that seems a little late to me but okay i'm i'm a lenient grader i'm gonna give somebody a chance to get there uh when adult activities are happening Okay. Is any of this uh, or any of these answers satisfactory to you, Russ, or what do you think? Not Tony's, because whatever, Tony. <laughs> I, I'll go back to you. Jason, I'll, I, I feel like 30's late because I don't want to... I know people are in different spaces, right? But I feel like having a headboard is like you're putting together the bedroom. You have your bed set. You already have the frame. Right. Let's just let's just go the extra step and get the headboard attached to. Like, well, not like everybody. Not everybody has the money to furnish their place all at once. It's I get kind that. Of, sometimes it's piecemeal. So sometimes it's like I need a cheap bed. I mean, in college, it, I I want to say there was times in college where I didn't even have an actual bed. You just use like a box spring and a mattress on top. You don't actually need a bed frame. Okay. Well, the fact, the fact that you say 30, like I've definitely seen some people who beyond 30 and still didn't have one. So I think I, think I was like 27, maybe. Okay. No, maybe I had one before that. No, I think I, had, I was about 27 and my father-in-law bought us one as a gift. So I don't know okay. how much credit I should get for something like that. I, I might have taken me to 30. This stuff's expensive, man. I mean, I listen, man. I um, once again, I was saying, I don't, I don't want to be. I know people are at different stages, but I was just curious because I. Where seen, did you sleep that they didn't have a bed frame, Russ? Out with it. Whoa, um, one. <laughs> I have a, I have a bed frame at my home, and I've had one since I was. Uh, I'm going to talk about solo living since I was like 22, 23. Okay. 
So like as long as I've been on my own, I've always had a headboard. But I also bought a I set money aside so I could buy a set that included a headboard. You're very like, responsible. You're a planner. I appreciate that. Um Tony, do you headboard? I do. See, Tony, I was all right. See that, that you would eat the custard during the breaks and not like actually during segments. I was that was a just the low bar that I set for this. Uh, I didn't expect them to come to me so fast. Yo, we're doing a pod a podcast where we talk to each other. So, you, you know, you do this professionally. Like he's actually eating, and you can hear the spoon rattling around in the cup as he tries to get the last few like, morsels of it out. Full transparency, I I know this is a pod we do with our friends, but like we we do pay you. Mm-hmm. You do handsomely. Thank you. Appreciate that. Love you guys. So you can like wait to eat, bro. We had a conversation about this, not to derail. We, like, we've, yeah, I want to in front of our listeners. Talked about this. Also, yeah, let's talk about this. We had a conversation. Well, Russ and I had a conversation about this like six hours ago because we had a meeting with an accountant, and they asked about our expenses for the show. And you should have seen the pain in Russ's face as he as he told them what our biggest expense was. That's it. And then we have a dude that eats during our podcast that's supposed to be in charge of our audio platform. Right. And he's our biggest they, expense. They were confused. So we cut like, if we so cut are, there, are there two people named Anthony Gill? Or are you saying it's the same Anthony Gill, the person who produces things and uh, eats a sandwich and gets mayonnaise all throughout his beard during your podcast? I'm like, no, 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 that's the same person. Yeah. Same guy. Are you done? Did you finish the custard at least? I still got some left. <laughs> you ruined this segment, Tony. I hope you're happy. Russ, to credit, he, he has none of it all over his face, so that's progress. What are we talking about? Headboards. Never mind. Headboards. Headboards, Russ. <laughs> Did we lose him? I don't know where that conversation was headed, so I don't know where to take it in his absence. Uh, I don't know. Thank you, Tony. I don't know if he is. uh... Tony does this quite a bit where he disappears and his screen goes dark. I walked away like the segment was was over. I thought possibly Russ quit the entire show. I wasn't sure. That segment's over. No, I want to do headboards. No, no, no. It was going to be like a Seinfeld thing. No, it's it's not. What's the deal with headboards? They're not a head. They're not a board. No, like for real, like that segment's dead now. Uh, Now you're mad. Now you're mad. Tony, for real, like don't don't either in the pot. Well, as long as you're just mad at Tony, okay. No, I mean seriously, bro. It's if I'm if like we're having this back and forth, and I'm trying to talk to you, but you're eating. I just, like, I'm not trying to be that dude. I'm just like, I, it's a pot. I'm going to come to you quick on something for a joke. And if you have a cream in your mouth, <laughs> I can't. We've been dancing around that. We've been dancing around that exact phrasing. I know we had. There it is. Well, you said he had mayo in his beard. And I, well, I it, it took me everything in my power. It literally not did. Hey, it took me everything in my power to not go, you. Well, congratulations. You're growing up. 
All transparency, I had to. I was trying to hurry up and finish because you know, like, who wants, like, you know, not solid ice cream. Did like, your girlfriend worst. have a freezer? No, but that what doesn't work for custard. That doesn't work for custard because there's a consistency issue. He's actually got a point here. No, his point is stop <laughs> eating on our podcast. <laughs> this is going in somewhere. Russ, what did you want to say about headboards? We're not doing this. We just can't get you back. I feel like there's there's a larger point with the headboard thing, though. Buy a headboard, guys. Buy a headboard. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to see naked walls with beds anymore. Where did you see this? uh, That's what I asked originally. Once again, I'm not discussing where. I just know that it's happening. This was my question: Was where like Russ's travels did he? Adults are out here with no headboard. Adults who can afford one don't have one, and so I'm just putting them out of. Maybe it's restrictive, like underwear. Maybe it's restrictive to their sleep. The headboard. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, Tony. That's what some I'm people think ask. underwear is restrictive. This now makes me think you don't know what a headboard is. I, I mean. Maybe they but look. If the headboard's a problem, it means your bed is too short. You need a, a longer bed. Maybe they like their bed. Maybe we got fond Why memories. Why would anyone like a bed that was too small for them? You're not making any sense, man. Maybe they have fond memories of that. I'm trying bed. to think of what the first thing I bought was because when you think to like of going from like college to adult, the things that come to mind right off the top of my head are like a, a grown up TV, a grown up couch, a grown up bed, and a grown up dining table and i feel like now by prefacing all those things by grown up i'm questioning my own maturity level uh i think tv was what i bought first i think a legitimate flat screen tv or maybe a dining table because i was married at that point so my wife would have had some say in that but i think i would have got around to, to you know bed frame that would be up to russ's standards last on my list i think i'd rather have the couch the tv and the dining table buy a headboard folks Love you, Russ. F you, Tony. Sorry, Russ. F you, Jason. I think that's fair. Could that be like the verbal version of going 30 and we can move on? Or do you want to be upset the rest of the show? <laughs> I'm going to be upset the rest of the show. And I'm going to let y'all know okay. about it. So this, this is like this Portillo's part two, but it's instead of Portillo's, it's me and, me and Tony. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the problem is you don't have any other place to eat. The problem is Tony don't stop eating on our podcast. That's You're the real problem us. here. Just just start. Just, I feel like he's hammering you for it, but he's also at least he, he might be even more mad at me than you. Because yes, mad at this me is a, for not being mad about it. This is our podcast. Tony's only job is to make sure our audio is pristine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and uh, and part and, and no and, other, no other uh, job that you have could you eat on the platform. You couldn't be at NBC Chicago eating during Bulls Talk podcast, or even when you're at the score being eat, eating during uh, Lawrence's show with the mic open. I think where it got me was the sound of the spoon rattling around in the plastic cup. That was where or the, I was like, or the proverbial burp into the microphone when you have mute accident. buttons. That called me on guard. <laughs> I love where he's like, that That I'll take responsibility for, Russ. That you're right about. <laughs> Football roundup, Russ. 
Football Roundup is a weekly segment we do looking back at only the most important news from the NFL and college football, and it is brought to you by BetUS. You can go on betus.com.pa, and you can bet on pro football, college basketball, and football, the NBA, NHL, and various other sports, boxing, uh, MMA. They have everything on there, and you can use promo code SPORTSADJACENT, all one word, to get a 125% sign-up bonus, so they'll give you Whatever you put in, plus an extra 25% of that in credit. Um, some games to look at this week. The Browns are a 10-point favorite at home against the Lions. The 49ers are only a 7-point favorite against the Jaguars. I know that game's in Jacksonville, but the 49ers have been looking really good lately. Uh, Panthers are a 3-point favorite over Washington football team. It looks like Cam Newton's going to start that game, and I'm actually kind of excited about that. I want to I talk about that in a minute. Uh, Eagles are a 1-point favorite at home against the Saints. The Packers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Vikings. That seems low to me. Uh, Cardinals, two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Seahawks. Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Cowboys. And I feel like everybody kind of wants to believe in the Chiefs right now. Um, Bucks, an 11-point favorite at home against the Giants. Russ, when I mentioned the Chiefs and how people are kind of starting to buy into the Chiefs, the Chiefs are up to nine to one just off that last game, nine to one to win the Super Bowl now on Bet US. They were not in the top five there for a while. And I believe they're what, five and four or something like that. It's not a great record, whatever it is, maybe six and four. Uh, but nine to one, that is the fourth highest, fourth best odds to win the championship this year. If you were to ask me, do I take the Chiefs or the field? I'm taking the field. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Bears are 500 to one, by the way. Uh, one game from the Save weekend. Save your money. You probably didn't think we would be talking about, Russ. Uh, final score here, Lions 16, Steelers 16. So great job for the Lions. They improved to 0-8-1 against the Steelers team that did not have Ben Roethlisberger because he had COVID. Uh, Najee Harris, the running back for the Steelers, ran 26 times for 105 yards and said afterward, I didn't even know you could tie in the NFL. Now, it's not that funny to me when guys don't know that there have ties in the NFL because that seems like it happens all the time, even though there's ties every season. But it, the different types of reactions that they have to finding out that ties are possible, that cracks me up. That I find funny. And uh, I believe it was USA Today had a list of all these guys over the last 10 years that admitted to not knowing there were ties and including in that game, uh, Lions running back Godwin Igwe Buke. I, I tried practicing that one before I came on and, it, and I still don't know if I got it right. He also didn't know and he was asking teammates on the sideline, Russ, uh, how many overtimes they have in the NFL. And there's a, there's a long list here, Tone, of players recently. Donovan McNabb, Danny Amendola, who said, I don't agree with ties whatever that means. Uh, Deshaun Goldson, who said when he saw the other team clearing the field after overtime ended in a tie that he thought they were forfeiting. Uh, Washington football coach Jay Gruden, so even the people in charge. Calvin Benjamin, Terrell Edmonds, and several of the 2013 Green Bay Packers. Uh, Russ, I want you to hear Terrell Edmonds in 2018, Steelers safety, on reacting to finding out in the game that there are ties. And now, Tony Gill reads. Hey, guys. Sorry, man. That Tony Gill sucks, doesn't it? Jeez. Man, I feel you guys. I gotta be with them all the time. It's crazy. 
All right, guys, Tony Gilbert Glasses here, prepared to uh, read what Terrell Edmonds said in 2018. Honestly, at one point, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back out. Let's get right. Let's go stop them. And they were all like, it's just a tie, bro. I was like, oh, man. Nothing from Russ as he seethes on the other side and drinks some orange juice. Uh, Can I make a quick comment about the, the Najee? I think it's different for Najee Harris. I think he's just so used to winning that from, Alabama. The, the, from Alabama, he just never thought that a tie was even possible. I think more likely he comes from a, a level of football where they have like seven or eight overtimes sometimes to solve these things and they don't have ties. So I think there, it's understandable to have some confusion from a rookie, but there also there's, there's a tie. Like it seems like almost every year there's a tie. This is the only thing I'll say about this game. The Steelers should have won and they should be embarrassed that they lost. So in that game it's true. that I was watching because I have Deontay Johnson on my fantasy team. Uh, I was going to say he, it has to be for some he, reason like that. He picked up like a 25-yard game in OT and was on his way to breaking it for a touchdown and got tackled from behind and fumbled, allowing the Lions to get the ball back. And, yeah, they lost. Or they – well, they – Honestly, might as well have lost. They tied with the Lions. So that's might as well. You probably feel like you lost. It's funny how differently that would be viewed because that's definitely a win for the Lions. A hundred percent. And that's definitely like the embarrassment of the season for the Steelers. <laughs> um, you were talking about a tackle that did happen. Here's one that did not happen. Have you seen the clip of oh my Teddy Bridgewater watching someone run mm-hmm. past him? You talk about a business decision. 100% agree with him. One that I support, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Eagles were up 20-13 to 13 over Denver late in the third quarter. Denver goes for it on fourth and one. Uh, Gordon up the middle, and it's a fumble. Darius Slay recovers, and probably at about the Philly 40-50 to 50 yard line, Teddy Bridgewater is within arm's reach of Darius Slay and uh, does not reach said arms up in the air at all. Doesn't even, like, wave at or flail at Darius Slay. Just keeps his hands at his hips, much like I would do if I was on the field and uh, did not want to get clobbered by Darius Slay uh, and just watches him run, I think it was 83 yards for a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater said that he regretted this. I don't think I want my quarterback trying to make any kind of tackle whatsoever unless it's a playoff game. That'd be my only exception. I think I understand what you're saying. And I understand Teddy not wanting to put himself – Teddy, of all people, put himself in jeopardy. That's true. All the stuff he's been through physically. But there's a way to do that. Like, we see quarterbacks all the time throw the pick six and, like, do the fake dive in front of a guy. Oh, no. oh. You want him to fake it? You, that's what <laughs> yes. you, want? you want him to fake it? What if you he gets hurt fake- faking it? If you get her faking it, you were supposed to get hurt. <laughs> I see. Like, I see in basketball all the times where it looks like Chris Paul was doing it in the finals, where he was flopping and it looked like he was going to hurt himself flopping. Like if had he, because he had the angle, he could have just dove in front and like clipped Darius Slade's foot and made the tackle in air quotes, or pushed him, or made him go into a teammate that was pursuing and made the tackle but like there's a way you can do it where it looks like you're trying that looked like eh, i mean let's let bro go by if i'm the head coach it's a rule on my team that you do not try to tackle someone if you're the quarterback 
if the whole season can fall apart or depending on the team and depending on the injury, like the next two seasons could fall apart. You just go, go sit down, literally go sit down. Once you've thrown the interception, walk over and just sit down and just watch it run over to the sideline. Yeah. Get away from everything. (laughs) Run. And I, and I can demonstrate for him how to do it. Yeah, Teddy almost had to get his leg amputated. I'm I'm more okay with him getting out of the way than most. Remember? Vic Fangio said kind of, you know, tepidly that he'd like to see Teddy try to make a play there. I, I just could not disagree more with that. If you're the quarterback, you're the starting quarterback, every team in the league, there's a significant drop-off from number one to number two quarterback. Do not try to do anything. You know what it reminded me of uh, a couple of years ago? Do you remember this? This was like a viral video of Jay Cutler in Miami – at uh, when they were running a wildcat play, and he was at receiver, and Jay <laughs> his hands, hands on the hips, exactly stood there literally as though he was smoking a cigarette at the wide receiver position. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, I mean, this happened with Cam Newton, right in the Super Bowl. People got on him for not, you know, diving after fumbling right. or mishandling. Like people, the next day were killing him. Could not wait to kill Cam for not diving for that ball. And I'm like. He's the most valuable thing on that team. Why would he put himself at risk at all? In a Super Bowl or a big a playoff game, you know, if you're a team that has a chance, I think I would I would want my quarterback to try it then. Then it'd be worth it. Uh, uh, I think it's a zero-sum thing with, with quarterbacks, man. I, I don't want him any involved in any physical activity. I will Russ, say I that, was, take- that, was, that was Cam coming off an of MVP season. This is Teddy Bridgewater on a bad – Broncos team, but oh, but who's the backup? Is it Drew Locke? I mean, whoever the yes. backup is is worse than Teddy Bridgewater. You don't, you, you can't go to the number two quarterback. And like Vic, Vic Fangio, he's probably not going to have that job very much longer if he believes that. Russ, I'd like to take this moment to update you on the NFC playoff race, and I'm putting that in quotation marks because race doesn't seem like the the right term for what's happening here. It's more of a, no, no, I don't mean that kind of race, Tony. It's more of a playoff uh, muddle or something like that. Um, Right now, the seventh seed is the Panthers at five and five who are interesting, but not good. Uh, And then you have the Vikings, 49ers and Falcons at four and five, the Eagles at four and six, and then Washington, the Giants, the Seahawks and the Bears all at three and six. Uh, One of those teams is going to make the playoffs. One of those teams will be a playoff team since there's seven playoff spots and it might be somebody at seven and 10 or eight and nine by the end of it with the 17 game schedule. Um, are you excited about seeing whoever that is get destroyed by the Packers or Cardinals in the first game? No, no, me neither. Although I do think it could be Seattle. I'm kind of interested in Seattle, Seattle, even at three and six, they're the one team where they're partly three and six because they lost their quarterback, Russell Wilson. And now he's back. Uh, but that got off to a disastrous start. Seattle got him back against Green Bay, and he went 20 for 40, 161 yards, two interceptions, and a 39.7 rating. Is he ever not wearing a turtleneck, by the way? Does he have any other shirts besides turtlenecks? I mean, he looks good in the turtleneck, but... There's certain guys that are just turtleneck people, you know? I didn't know many people were still wearing turtlenecks. Okay. Um, they've got remaining, they've got Arizona at home at Washington, San Fran, Houston at Rams home against the bears, home against the lions, then at Arizona, they, I mean, they could pull six wins out of that and get to nine and eight. Don't you think, who would you pick out of that group Russ? 
The Panthers are in the lead right now at five and five. Who are you picking out of that group to make the playoffs? Between the Panthers, the Bears. No, no, not really the Bears. They just happen to be mentioned there as a four. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. Panthers, the, Vikings, Panthers, the Vikings, 49ers, Falcons, Eagles, Washington, the Giants, and the Seahawks. A lot of bad teams. Uh, Probably the Seahawks. Washington just lost Chase, Chase Young for the season. Um, I don't believe in Carolina because Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy. I'd, I'd say Seattle for all the reasons you just mentioned. Carolina is not good, but I am kind of – intrigued about the cam newton thing that came out of nowhere and it happened really fast and next thing you know he's on your tv scoring two touchdowns even though he's only used in like you know specialized package scoring two touchdowns and yelling at the camera i'm back and i i kind of want to see if he is i don't i think he's washed i think might be yeah, I, I think he's washed. I don't. I think he's best served as goal line quarterback. Our friend Billy Gill actually suggested that they start using quarterbacks like they use pitching. That they need to Tony Larusa quarterbacking. If you don't have a great quarterback, you got your goal line quarterback. You got your deep ball quarterback. You got your accurate mid range quarterback that you use in different situations that best suits them. And I was like. Not a terrible idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> just, I mean, Russ. I mean, just get a guy who's good and you don't have to do all that dumb stuff. But 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 everybody can't find that guy. How many of those are there? Like four? Five? Everybody and the else. People that gotta, can't are out of jobs. But that's why you need to use them. Like at this point, if you have Cam Newton on your team, he's best served as goal line Cam. He, he, I mean, he I cannot do anything else. I'd much rather see Cam for a whole game than Sam Darnold. I'm good on Sam Darnold forever. Boy, he could have been Bears quarterback this year. And if it was him, they probably wouldn't have drafted one. They probably would have been like, well, we have our young quarterback of the future. Um, Cam Newton, 32 years old, which is not that old for a quarterback, but it is kind of old for the way he plays quarterback. That physical running style that's hard to keep going at that point. And uh, it's been a couple of years since he was good. It's been a couple of years, I think, since he, he hasn't been totally healthy the last couple of seasons. Uh, but it is a fun experiment on a team that would be totally irrelevant and boring otherwise. That's why I'm, I'm I think it'll I'm not saying it'll work, but he's healthier this year than he's been in like the last three. So yeah. if the shoulder is he's had two years now since the shoulder surgery. I just want to give it a couple weeks before I make a final judgment. My last item from football roundup was about Rex Ryan going at it with the current Jets coach. But honestly, who cares about the Jets? I want to ask you, um, this is from the week before, so it doesn't really, you know, it wasn't this past weekend, but we haven't had a chance to talk to this, talk about this. What did you think about Cassius Marsh and the way that Bears game ended? Um. That's a ba- I mean, this is bad officiating, but how much can you keep going back to that? Bad officiating on what on what part? On the Cassius Marsh? Uh, on the ball. game. The game was okay. it was one of the worst games I've seen officiated. But then the Cassius Marsh play, like I that taunting has been this thing all year. Unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, like for soft stuff. Yeah, it's unfortunate in your first game, you make your first sack with your new team in a big spot and they call you for that like that. I 
that's unfortunate. So, yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but it was the right call. That call falls under the rule that the NFL has. And it's not up to the official to make those rules. It's up to the official to call things within that rule. And when you make a rule that makes no sense like that and is so like unrealistic and I mean, is going to be rigidly applied at all times, but also is extremely broad. And so almost anything can count as a violation of that rule. This is what you get. And I don't think anybody likes it. You can sit here and you can understand me explaining to you that by rule, by the rule that the NFL has put in place, that players had almost no say in, by the way. It was almost entirely by executives and coaches. There was, I believe it's an 11-man committee that makes the made this a point of emphasis this year. One of those 11 seats belongs to the players' union. When you have a rule like that, this is what you're going to get. So within that, the, the broad framework of that rule, that's a correct call. So your anger should really be – now that crew missed the other calls, big calls. But your anger about the Cassius Marsh play should really be with the rule, not the way it was officiated at the time. I, I mean, I think that's been the conversation all year, right? Like you've put this emphasis on – unsportsmanlike conduct and taunting penalties for things that is the Lambo leap, not taunting. And how long I mean, if it's, have, it has to be directed at an opponent. See, that's the thing. Is it like, is, is Aaron Rodgers screaming? I own you my whole bleeping life. I've owned you to the bears fans. Is that taunting? Technically? No, that's uh that's probably something that's not a good look for the league and maybe something that they don't want on their live broadcast and, Maybe something they could fine or penalize under a different rule, but not under taunting. Taunt, so somehow that isn't taunting, but staring at the Steelers' sideline is. And when I say that to you, that sounds crazy. But if you read the rule, that actually that is how the rule is written, because it is at, literally at the opponent. It counts as taunting, and that that's one of the problem. One of the many problems with that rule. It's the same thing you see with their with you know people i believe it was 2017 or 18 they added this new emphasis about roughing the passer with putting your body weight on the guy and the way you hit the guy and things like that and you saw guys getting called for roughing the passer like crazy for a bunch of and you still see it now for a bunch of things that don't really seem like they should be roughing the passer when you have a rule that's this amorphous that's this broad and this uh, subjective of an interpretation all those calls are right because any call pretty much could be considered a correct call under a rule like that. All right. So I was in San Diego last week for the GM meetings in lovely Carlsbad, California. Mm-hmm. So I get in on Monday and everybody that knows me knows that I love me some Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. So the first place I'm going after I pick up my rental as I head up to Carlsbad, Dunkin' Donuts, go get my coffee. Great local spot. <laughs> I will say I hit most of my restaurants I went to were local spots, right? Okay. Um, I'm the same way. I go to Starbucks in every city, man. But it was just like, I got to get my coffee. So there was a Starbucks location a little bit north of Carlsbad. I'm like, okay. cool. I'll go get some coffee and then I'll go to the hotel. And mm. so I'm driving north on I-5 about 40 minutes and I pass my hotel and, you know, this Dunkin' Donuts is like five minutes away. But as I'm approaching, I'm just like, I feel like Camp Pendleton's getting really close. And I start mm-hmm. seeing the sign and 
uh, military stuff around, and I'm just like, man, is it? it I'm I'm sure it's before that, but whatever. So then I start to pull up to the gate to Camp Pendleton, and it's like, um, you know, you have like a a toll tollway. It's it kind of looks like that. The there's guys, like a checkpoint or a gatehouse. Right. There's a there's a checkpoint. They want to just all, all they want to check is whether or not you're a marine. Correct. Right. So people are right. driving up and it's showing ID. I'm like, should I turn around? Nah, but the Dunkin' Donuts is like in there. So yeah, I mean, should I turn around? How are you even questioning it at this point? You're like, maybe they'll believe I'm a Marine. What were you? What was your plan? All right. So in my head, I'm just like, the Dunkin', <laughs> Dunkin Donuts is in there. Like, I, it's not like I'm, <laughs> I have any bad intentions. I'm really just getting coffee. Yeah. So I okay. drew, I pull up to the thing. People are showing IDs. I'm like, oh, maybe if I just show my, I, don't ask me why. <laughs> maybe if I just show my ID, they'll let me in. So So then you have three Marines around, one on the driver's side and two on the other side checking other cars in. And I get up to the gate and I put down my window and he was like, "Uh, identification, please. So I give him my (laughs) Illinois driver's license. Okay, like like you thought that would work. (laughs) Listen, man, he said, sir, did you have do you have your uh, your military ID? I said, um, no. (laughs) <laughs> and so as soon as I say no, the other two Marines turn around and they, they have like their hand on the AR-15 anyway. So then they come from in, in front of the car and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, I, I'm like, yep. so I put my I literally put my hands up. I'm like, sir, I was going to a Dunkin Donuts. It's right <laughs> put there. Your on hand. The oh, man. <laughs> it's like I was just like, look, I was so frightened because I was really just going to get some iced coffee. Yeah. And he was like, uh, this is Camp Pendleton, active military place, blah, 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 blah. Well, I have to ask you to turn around. I said, hey, cool. Y'all got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't want no smoke yeah. with the Marines. Um, right. And so he says, so this is what I'll need you to do. I'll need you to come out here and you follow him out to the road right there. You do not go past him and he'll do give not you go past go. Do yeah, collect don't collect $200. No. <laughs> so they want to ensure that you leave the premises. Yeah, they were like, as a non-Marine. Give you card back yeah. once you're on that road, and then you can go back to the light. I say, cool. Y'all have a blessed day. And so it's like a, <laughs> this is like, you know, Veterans Week? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> but, like, I was, it was so, I was so focused on, all right, Dunkin' Donuts is literally right behind this gate. Like, mm. tell him, it's right there. It's Dunkin' Donuts right there. Right. But that must be the. the but I understand this. Donuts. I understand this problem, though, because uh, my wife grew up in a in an army town where uh, it's an extremely small town in Louisiana. And she said something one time like, uh, oh, we, oh, we didn't have, uh, you know, whatever, Pizza Hut. But they had one on the military base. I forget what right. they call it, a, a commissary or an exchange or something like that. I can't remember. Um but it's there only – it's like a normal Pizza Hut or a normal Dunkin' Donuts, but it's on the base, and you can only get on the base if you're supposed to be on the base. And I feel like this is – I feel like you probably looked that up on Google Maps, and this is a Google Maps problem because you'll look up a lot of times like a Starbucks or whatever, and you'll find – and then you get there, and it's like, oh, the Starbucks is in Target. Right. Like be it didn't say – being on a military base because at least i could still get into target but it'll be like right. in target or in the inter- intercontinental hotel or at cvs corporate or in a hospital 
like all these places where it's like, I'm not supposed to be really. And I'm not trying to be right on Apple Maps. It doesn't doesn't say inside Camp Pendleton where you can only get in if you're in the military, where you're a Marine. If you try to show your baseball writers of association of America card, (laughs) right? There are are three Marines with AR 15s that will escort your ass out of there. If you're not supposed to be there. So Tony, what's your move in that situation? You you're you're looking for a place where you can get a big Tony, cup of it coffee. It might be whack, mustard. but what am I going to say to the Marines with the AR-15s? The well, we're going to find out. We're going to find like, out. Tony so, wants to get a big cup of custard because uh, we're recording a show that night, and he wants to be able to eat it live on the show, disgustingly. Uh, and he looks it up and finds he's driving to it as, as he's about to get in. He realizes this is a Marine base. I'm I'm not supposed to be here. And then they start asking questions. Go. Uh. Why can't I go into this uh, public establishment? Wrong. That, oh, really? You've messed up right that there. Is You're going to start with that. You're going to start with no, asking not. the Marines sure. a bunch oh of questions. <laughs> yes. I'm a so taxpayer, That's not sir. what you're saying. Yes. That's not yes. what you're saying. Yes. It's like, look, how do you guys no. have exclusive rights to a Dunkin' Donuts? I've literally been to tell any you, Dunkin' Donuts I've ever been to. He's going to tell you exactly what he told me. Sir, this is an active military base. It's like, sir, this is a whack rule. I should be able to spend my money here. My taxes pay for your salary. I want into this Dunkin' Donuts. What's so special about this Dunkin' Donuts that I can't enjoy my iced coffee? And then he show you that AR-15 and you can take your <laughs> yeah. ass back to the light. And I'm yeah. like, you going to shoot me over Dunkin' Donuts, sir? Do you really want to make the news? I'm going live right now. We're not going to this I'm not <laughs> taking all that out. What, what really happens is he starts Googling on his phone how to get um, – the smell of urine out of the seat of his rental car. Correct. Yeah. Tony be talking all this mess, bro. <laughs> well, that's what you should have done, Russ. There you go. Now you have your answer. Listen, man. Right, right, at what point did you, were you like, uh, you know, maybe I just go to another Dunkin' Donuts. There's probably like 50 Dunkin' Donuts in that area. When I saw the AR-15 come out. Okay. That was your, that was your sign. Of like, maybe <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, all right. I go to, the, yeah. I go to one closer to the hotel. I'm cool. I don't need Dunkin' Donuts that bad. <laughs> do Starbucks this week. We're really excited to add BetUS to our lovely sponsors here on Sports Adjacent. And like we talked about earlier on the podcast, you're going to log on to BetUS.com. You're going to sign up. They're going to ask you some questions, your name, your address, a little bit of your info. And they're going to ask you where you heard about BetUS. Obviously, you listen to our podcast. That's where you heard about them. You click podcast in the drop down menu. You're going to type in Sports Adjacent. After that, you're going to want to make a bet. So you're going to make your first deposit of 50 or more dollars and put in promo code sports adjacent. Now that's going to get you a 125%. That's 125% sign up bonus to make whatever bet you want. NFL, NBA, MLB playoffs, whatever you want. College football. They have it at betus.com. This week I'm taking Indy against the Bills. Coming off of their worst loss of the season against the Jaguars, the Bills had a big game against the Jets last week. Uh, the points total against India is set at 50. I'm going to take the over. The Bills have a prolific offense, and the Colts have Jonathan Taylor, who's shown to be one of the best running backs in football. Carson Wentz is doing okay this year, better than I thought he would do in Indy. So I'm going to take the over in that game. Next game I'm going to do is Baltimore against the Bears. Now, I usually don't like picking the Bears when it comes to betting. But there's good value in this one. The money line is at plus 200 for the Bears. I think that's pretty good value. They th- It looks like they found something. And coming off the bye, I think they're going to open it up a little bit for Justin Fields. He's playing with confidence. So I think Bears plus 200, good value for you this week. 
Last but not least, I'm taking Cincy and the Raiders, what should be one of the better games of this weekend in week 11. Points total set at 49 and a half. I'm taking the over. Raiders obviously have a, a pretty good offense. They've played pretty decent football, even after the firing of John Rudin. Since he's coming in with a high-powered offense centered around Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon, I'm looking for a lot of points scored in that game. So I'm going to take the over 49 and a half, Cincy and the Raiders. BetUS.com, promo code SPORTSADJACENT, 125% sign-up bonus. Log on now. If you had to pick one thing that was the biggest finesse in sports, what, do you, what would you say it was? Can you define that for me? What was the biggest? There was an athlete that got over or a situation where a team got over on the public media, everybody in the history of sports. What would you say it was? Because hmm. I was thinking about it the other day as I was coming up with uh, topics, and I found one that I think is easy. I it might be hands down the biggest finesse in sports. Cristiano Felicio, that contract. Loki, he's up there, <laughs> but no, uh, um, it's a good guess. Anthony Bennett becoming the number one pick. It's a good one. It's a good one, but no, because that ended that ended after the first deal. That biggest player. Uh, on the Mets, that was Which getting one? paid for like oh Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla, yeah. yeah. Bobby Bonilla might be he might be in the team photo of this, but his I was love, not like I love the Bobby Bonilla contract. His wasn't a bad finesse. Like he had a really good agent that had for foresight into the future. So and he was a really good baseball player too. How about the Astros? Do you want us to keep guessing or do you want to tell us the real answer? I was going to tell you the real answer. Okay, I don't think the Astros. Maybe that's up there because it, top three, top four, because it's like they didn't get in trouble and won a World Series and it kind of just uh, went away. The Detroit Tigers trading for Mickey. It's a big finesse, but no. All right. So <laughs> it's a big one. Um, so this is all just fin- fodder and build up. Those were some good guesses, though. Like those would all be things I would consider. Um Biggest finesse in the history of sports to me has to be Lance Armstrong, right? I guess, but he but he didn't really get away with it. Like he doesn't have it now, does he? He doesn't. No, man. This man at his height was worth a hundred and fifty million dollars. No, he then he did the... get away with it. Never mind. Exactly. That's what. I, and that, that's my point. It was like, no, nah, he got away with it, even after the doping. All y'all was buying them bum ass live strong bracelets. I was too. I'm right I there with one. you. I exactly. One. Everybody did. They had a line at Nike Live Strong brand. $150 million. Dude was cheating. And yeah, dude. I think that's the biggest finesse in everybody had a live strong bracelet. Everybody. Yes, and shirts and other apparel. Uh, right. Why, 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 why are we thinking about Lance Armstrong? Was he in the news? What brought him no. to your, even like put him on your radar? Well, so I was started thinking about biggest finesses in, in the history of sports. And I'm thinking like, I thought about the Astros and like thinking about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, I didn't want it to just be monetary, but like when you actually fool people and got the public on your side, the media on your side, like, and then it comes out, damn, that dude played us. 
Oh, I was watching the Barry Bonds uh, E60 that I was talking to you guys about last week. Okay. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, man, who who really finessed people? Because I, I think, in, you know, in a big way, that was fraudulent. And that's a finesse of sorts. Not most people knew he was cheating at the time. But this situation with Lance Armstrong, he was like a world-renowned figure, $150 million up, and then, boom, test positive for doping, loses his Nike deal, Nike ends the Livestrong line. And I looked up his like net worth now, and as of 2019, he was still $50 million up. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, is it like uh, – you know, when you, in those terms, I think I, you might be right. Um, because the, the whole finesse is you understand that you're doing something dastardly. Right. Uh, and you're holding, you know, you're pulling the wool over everyone. And he did it for every, well, not everybody, because mm-hmm. the biking associate knew he was doping, but they knew right. they were making money off of him. So they were in on the kind of whole thing with him. Um, and he got powerful people involved in in helping him out with the finesse so he was essentially untouchable for you know a solid decade you know before it, and it was funny it's like until floyd landis he, outed him and then also right. got you know, you exposed know as a cheater too yeah you know what's funny if he floyd just, landis would be the opposite of a finesse whatever that is go if, ahead tone if it's Lance was ju- was just a nice person nobody would have found out like if he was just, just a genuinely nice person and not the biggest jerk of all time, he would have been way up, and we still would have been wearing those live strong stuff. Yo, this dude, you. This is why it's the, uh, the biggest finesse in history. This dude lost a hundred million dollars and Cheryl Crow, and was still fifty million dollars up. <laughs> like this, that's that's pretty good, man. Like to it, lose. It, can you live with yourself though? At fifty million up, I mean, come back to me. I think you got your answer from Russ there. <laughs> well, no, look, I, I, I'm being funny, but like Russ's dignity like, does, in fact, have a price. <laughs> <laughs> this dude won how many Tour de France's? Like six Two, or seven, the oh, more than more anybody than. else in history. I don't know. You have a Nike brand. You have your charity, the Lift Strong Foundation, like all these different things. Nike's partners with you. I like Barry. Think, I guess we you can look at it through the Barry Bonds lens too. It's just like he won seven, seven, seven Tour de France is more than anybody else. Did they Barry all count? Bonds. No, they stripped all of them. Okay. And then like ahead, Barry Bonds set the the all time home run record. You decide at a point, like, do I think Lance Armstrong was a world-class cyclist before doping? Probably, yeah. Was Barry, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he ever took steroids. But you decide at a point, like, this ain't enough. Like, the fame I have isn't enough. Like, I have to take this to another level. And once you make that decision, I, I think you decide, like, eh, I can live with this. I think Barry did it to prove a point about steroids. And I think Lance just did it because I don't know if Lance, like from what I saw in the documentaries about it, from what I've seen about everything that went on, it's not like he was like great at cycling. He wasn't great until he started doping. 
Like he wasn't dominant until he started doping. He was an average cycler. Um, he wasn't like I mean, average. Amazing. Average to the average to the field is still world mm-hmm. class to everybody else. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. yes, I mean, you're yeah. correct. But, yeah, but in the way that the person that's doing the dastardly deed, I like that. I like that phrase for some reason. Dastardly deed. It makes me feel good when I say do. it. Yeah. Um, is that another thing your dad would say? Dastardly deed. Probably yeah, not. Okay. That's, that's probably the Tony thing. Oh, okay. That sounds old. <laughs> um, he was doing it because he wanted to win really, really bad, and he was never getting to that level before. I think Barry did it. was like, I'm already better than all these guys who do steroids, and now I'm going to show you what a real dude looks like when he does take steroids, which I am 100% agreement with because okay. – yeah, I 100% agree with the way Barry used steroids. Um, but Lance is different. I, Tony's I pro cheating, if you remember, Russ. Oh, clearly, yeah. He was been well Mr. established on Mr. Astros episodes. over there. But no, I, I think Barry, Barry's was 100% a pride thing where he was just like, mm-hmm. I'm going 40 40. I'm winning MVPs left and right, and nobody cares because right. I only hit 38 home runs. And they're all looking at McGuire. Mark and McGuire Sosa. and Sammy mm-hmm. Sosa hit 60. And world's fawning over them. All right, I'm gonna yeah, like you said, I'm gonna show you what a real one look like. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of MVPs without steroids. I'm I'm gonna show you some on steroids. Um, Wouldn't by definition the biggest finesse in sports be something that we don't know about yet, or may never know about? Like, wouldn't it be like hypothetically like Tom Brady? There is a uh, a story about Kyle Ripken's record where it almost don't. this is reckless. Do not. It's a podcast. You're going to get a suit. But I know exactly where you're going yeah, with this. It's all alleged, Tony. No. Can I, so can does I, Russ. Can, no. can I put a legend? No. No. I don't think, no, I don't not, think it's no. I don't think it's germane to the topic we're talking about. Tony, think of the baby. <laughs> all I'm going to say is this. I, oh, my God. I, to, your, to your point, Jason, the biggest one, that's something we have to think about. I think, I think that's a good way to think about it. But I Somebody's having of, transfusions of draft blood to keep them young, and that's how they're playing into their 40s, and we don't know it yet, allegedly, I hypothetically. Think, to me, I'm just thinking in terms of the things we do know about, right? Like, of things yeah. where it's like, man, they got away with this thing for a long time and are still kind of like, okay. Like, Lance Armstrong lost everything and still has $50 million. Uh, Nike being the sponsor for the NFL and also the sponsor for Colin Kaepernick. It's up there. That's a deep, that's a deeper, darker, deeper, darker. (laughs) We want to, we want to get that deeper, darker. We want to get into that. That might be, uh, that's that's pretty good. Another two hours of pod right there. He just, he just blindsided us with something profound and deep. He not wrong. (laughs) Like we, like one no, day, he's, we not, he's to, absolutely not. I, I want to get into that because that's like the hedging your vote with voting, giving money to both sides of, of a you know, political campaigns. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely like that. That's um, what the NFL started doing last year, Russ. Last nasty, year, the NFL man. did the same thing of uh, we're we're. Colin Kaepernick has no place here, but also we support Colin Kaepernick, and uh, nasty, he was right man. all along. And uh, that's nasty. Also, we, now we want everyone to deal. Y'all trying to get deep whatever deep it'll deep say off. to get the heat off us. Where was this in the beginning of the podcast? 
You mean what do you mean? What do you mean by this? Do you mean effort? Like y'all getting pro- y'all getting profound towards the end of the pod? And where was we got to? Can we start like this? We want to just start game. over from here. Restart the podcast. Yeah, we'll just. <laughs> No, but we got to come out the gate with more energy. Like, no, no, I like this plan. All right, here we go. Ready? In three, no. two. Welcome to Sports Jason, everyone. You guys are both idiots. <laughs> Russ, we're like 40 shows in. And I mean, I, I'm not going to have my A game on every single one. But let's just. I mean, yes, I hear you. I know, And I you know, know that you've been lulled into this sense of security of, you know, I'll be Jordan and you'll be Scotty. Sometimes Scotty has to have a game, Russ. Wait a minute. Sometimes Scotty needs to score 30, and, and this is your you time. Are, who the fuck said you and Michael? Am I understanding this correctly? First of all, no. I don't think that sounds like I'm hearing dynamic. you correctly. That's not the proper dynamic of this podcast. <laughs> First of all, we're not the 90s Bulls. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> if we're anything, we are. We're a team that has a, a, a good trio. We're more Miami Heat of the 2010s Ooh. than anything else. Who's Tony, Tony playing Mario Chalmers. Tony, Tony playing the role. Tony, yeah, Tony is definitely Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Norris Cole. <laughs> no, Mario Chalmers specifically. Um, yeah, because everybody got mad at Chalmers all the time. Yeah, Tony's Mario Chalmers. I am Prime Braun. And Jason, you're D-Wade. <laughs> sure. Your boy, oh, anyway. Y'all friends are like real life. I want to be UD. <laughs> Tony, that's the most disrespectful thing you've ever said. Also, he's a model of professionalism. He's the man. Don't do that to him. He's threatening people over the internet right now. So, UD? Yeah, that's what they want him to do. Yeah, then bleep that out then. <laughs> Real quick before I let you do our uh, things we didn't get to, I just want to take a moment to have Steph Curry appreciation. The goal. Steph Curry is averaging 28 points a game, 28.1 points a game to be exact, six rebounds and six assists, and leading the NBA leading Golden State Warriors, who are 12 and 2 as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, they have a game on Thursday when we uh, drop the episode. <sighs> He's last year's scoring champ. They've taken a lot of, they've done a lot of losing over the last couple of years as they've tried to recover from the loss of Clay for a couple of years, a couple of seasons to various injuries. Steph's been out with some injuries. Uh, James Wiseman, their first round pick last year. Uh, they're the best team in baseball. I mean, baseball, excuse me, basketball. <laughs> like, it, it's they're the best team. Of, <laughs> wow, you're, the you're criticizing team. us. Right. They're the best team in basketball. Freudian slip, excuse me. Best team in basketball. And they have Clay coming back soon. He just got cleared yeah. for five on five. They have James Wiseman coming back. Like, that's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the West. They're and really Steph, good again, and it's good to see. He's well on his way to his third MVP. Would you mm-hmm. like the latest on him, by the way? Correct. Yeah, please. They they beat Brooklyn uh, Tuesday night. He Correct. shot 12 of 19. He shot 9 of 14 on threes, scored 37 points, and brought himself up to 28.7 points per game, like just a hair below Durant. I mean – that's a game <laughs> like plus six plus, And that's by the way, Russ, that's in 29 minutes. 
he's 33 years old and getting better? Kids aren't going to believe when he's done. Kids aren't going to believe how good he was. No, I don't think people can believe right now how good he is. Like, he is aging like a fine wine. Like, that dude is amazing. And, like, it's it's fun to just watch him play. Because, you like, we know we're watching an all-time great. And I think that's cool for, like, kids now. Like, when we got to yeah. grow up and watch AI and VC and all these, and Tracy and his prime and all the Shaq and Kobe, kids are watching Steph every night. And it's just like, yo, please take note of this because you're never going to see this again. What I love most about it, uh, and uh, there are other players in other sports too that fulfill this. I, I love that he has done it in such a unique way. There's just, to me, there are not a lot of other, oh, Steph Curry, you know, he's just like, he's like the current version of that guy or that guy. He really has been his own thing between his ball handling, his incredible speed, and his shooting. Chain, he has single handedly changed basketball. And for while we're watching, yes, like while, while we're watching, he changed the game single handedly. Changed basketball, also a top three, four ball handler of all time. Yeah, second, like, second greatest point guard of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but purely like ball on a string, it's him, Kyrie, when he's playing. Uh, Rod Strickland, Isaiah, as the top four ball handlers of all time. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like to be able to move without the basketball, to be able to get himself open with the basketball. Like at that age, and 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 for a guy whose career was not guaranteed, like mm-hmm. those first two seasons where you're like, yo, his ankles are gonna kill his career. The ankles, yeah. Mm-hmm. And was able to find a way to get that under control and get that managed to be this guy like is like such a been so fun to watch the entirety of the career. They list him at six two. I think he's done it at a at less than that, which also makes it impressive. He's the first player ever to sign two two hundred million dollar contracts, and he is under contract through age thirty seven. At age 37, he is set to make almost $60 million that season. And it will all be worth it as long as he I agree. He, yeah, like, he, he, doesn't he, even, he doesn't even need to start really at that point if he can't handle it. But if he's shooting 40% from three, it's valuable. At this, I feel at like this he, point. he might be basketball Tom Brady with the ability to shoot the ball, right? Because what Ray played till he was like 40, right? Yeah, almost. And, and teams wanted him when he left. Right. Yeah. Like he left. Yeah. Left people like, oh, man, Ray, come play for us. Um, Steph I would say in Curry's case, game. I would say in his case, paying him for the, the age 36 and 37 seasons. If you just lump that in as like overpaying for right now, lump that in for what you're getting the next three seasons would be worth it. And maybe, the you know, sure. that. That fourth and fifth year is just kind of the the bill coming later for this because of his efficiency and efficiency. Like this has been the player of this era because of efficiency. Him and LeBron both extremely efficient players at a time when everything is analytics and and maximizing efficiency. Those two guys have done that. Him mainly with his three point shooting. Yeah, and that's. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. No, I was gonna say like 
just piggybacking on that, even more so, Steph, in my opinion, because he maximized the most valuable shot in the game, right? Yeah. Like, by saying, I'm really good at this. Instead of taking three of these, I'm going to take ten. <laughs> like, I'll make seven. And, right, and flip the math where it's like, okay, we may give up a couple twos on the other end, but I'm going to make it back doubling the point every time on the other end. Like, just completely flip the math on his head on, on the game and changed it completely. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's been crazy and enjoyable. He's my favorite, personal favorite player ever. The, the, the transition three was not a real thing. Like, it was frowned upon until, like, they made it a thing, right? Taking it um, like it's a layup on a fast break? Yes, like, yeah. those are layups yeah. to him. Like, that's... Yeah, he's shooting, by the way, Russ, he's shooting, this is before the Brooklyn game that they won where he shot 9 of 14. He's shooting 13 threes a game this year, his career high. That's the most he's ever shot per game. And he's hitting th- almost 39%. He wins his, it, let's let's fast forward and say Steph wins MVP number three. He finishes his career top 15 of all time. It feels like higher, but it's tough whenever you say that because right. you got to go through a list, yeah. and then you'll right. go. You'll be like, "Well, is he greater than this guy?" I'm like, "Well, no." Well, there's not that many guys that have more than three MVPs. Yeah, which is why I ask. Like he, he yeah. by almost default has to be in the top fifteen well, all the time. He's, he's got the 10. rings too. He's got not only uh, right. winning three finals, but I think they were in two others. Was it? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if he's the second greatest, at least two others of all time. That that would automatically have him in the top fifteen, I think. Correct, correct. And if if, if depending on, I know, because how many rings they have? What th- four? Th- they won two three. without KD, and they won one with KD. So he has three rings and three MVPs. You're in rarefied air. No, they got one on his own, then two with KD. Still rarefied air. Yeah. Three rings, three MVPs. There's not that many guys that are gonna come close to that ever. So Jordan, Jordan, Bron, Bron. Yeah, you might. He might be pushing top ten when it's all said and done. Or at least you can make the case. I know it's tough, but it's like it, it's tough to get these big men out of there, man. Like that's the only thing is the, the his size and him needing. Obviously, he's great, but they needed Kevin Durant. Like they needed him. Like I mean, are we? Well, once they had him, KD? they were the, they were the best regular season team of all time. Right. Are we gonna I mean put KD in that? I mean, are we doing this based off resume or like oh we we can't just do it off the resume just because like in a nutshell, if I had to take either Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, I'm probably taking Kevin Durant. Probably, but I'm not I, sure I, about I just, that though. This was the best team post Bulls. Period. This was the best team, was the was the Warriors during their golden years. And to me, even when they had Durant, Curry was the centerpiece of that team. KD's oh, the best player yeah. in the world. No, I, I disagree with you. Steph might be the – Steph was the MVP this year with KD right behind. Because KD, we're talking about efficiency. What KD's done this year – Oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. Like, it's not – Steph has I know. to be well, in, look, out of he's his mind right. for, Like, now he doesn't have KD sending tweets at me and being all mad. Good, like he always is. he's talking nonsense. He's, good. he's, he's, great. he's good. a great player, too. He's a great player, too. 
He's the I, I greatest Curry player has, in the world. Curry has done more. Curry, I think, has been – he was the centerpiece on that amazing team, on the best team we've seen since the Bulls. Steph was I don't, that, and he was the best player on that team. I think I think, I think, think in any circumstance, even Steph Curry's unanimous MVP, and I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player. I think Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than Stephen Curry. Just – I think that's fine, and uh, whatever all the stuff we said about Steph to also be true. Agreed. I think yeah, I think yeah. two things can be true. Um, but it, I think what matters is he's doing all of this. He's propelling himself in the conversation with these literal giants. Yeah, <laughs> with his play. Yeah, and I he's think that now, says a lot. He's now in conversations with like you're in the team photo with Shaq. You know. You're in terms of dominance level, yeah. Yes, dominance and like when it's all said and done, your trophy case, there's very few people that have that. Russ, would you like to hear the multitude of news that we didn't get to today? It's been a, a lengthy one, but yes, let's let's hear it. Well, there's a lot of news. And first off, I think we need to check in on the Chicago Bulls. They are 10 and 4. They've beaten recently Dallas, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nets. Tony, are the Bulls back? Yes. I think it's official. The Bulls are back, baby. Looking for a strong playoff run. They did not beat the Warriors, Russ. And Steph Curry, going back to our conversation about him, had 40 against the Bulls. Kind of just a quiet 40, you know, no big deal. 40 points in a game. I, uh, I'm very... And I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm cool with being wrong. Um, I I just I just didn't. I had to see it work before I jumped on board. And I think you should do that for most times. But like, what Demar has brought to this team, what Lonzo has brought to this team, and then on on the defensive end, what Lonzo and Alex Caruso have done together, like, is all the def- defensive team first team type stuff like those dudes are lockdown defenders and that helps a lot like we we were always concerned can the bulls play defense and those dudes have shown like hey in crunch time we're gonna lock you up like they've had alex yeah. caruso playing power forward and he you know what he did to paul george you know that's that's really impressive stuff so i'm excited to watch the they, that i don't know how long that works but I'm very impressed with what they've been doing. At minimum, long are the like gone other days where teams think it's sweet with the Bulls. Like Correct. both LA teams, just because the Bulls lost to the best Got team clapped. in the league right now, mm-hmm. right? The, the team that's doing that to everybody right now. Yep. Um, both the Clippers and the Lakers thought it was going to be sweet, like it's been for the last few years with the Bulls, and the Bulls smacked both of them by double digits. Well, I think we knew that. I think Russ and I, in our wrongness together, because uh, we do everything together, it turns out, uh, <laughs> we knew they weren't going to be a joke anymore. But it's been going way better than either of us could have predicted. DeMar DeRozan, by the way, 38 points in that win over the Lakers. He's at 27 per game, five rebounds, four assists, shooting 51% from the field, 37% from three. And he, Russ, is the 49th highest paid player in the league. It's good money. Here's a sportsy story for you. World heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson has a cool new hobby. 
smoking the venom of a poisonous toad. Of the people that you said had tried that, Mike would be on the short list. Do you remember when Mike Tyson, you know, just had like normal hobbies like pigeon racing and being in the hangover movies? <laughs> yes. Let's let's hear let's hear him uh, advocate for again smoking the venom of a poisonous toad. And now, Tony Gill reads. What's up, fellas? Glad to be back again. Very, very great show today. Tony Gill with glasses. Back at you. Finger guns, finger guns. This is Mike Tyson to the New York Post. I did it as a dare. I was doing heavy drugs like cocaine, so why not? It's another dimension. Before I did the toad, I was a wreck. The toughest opponent I had ever faced was myself. I had low self-esteem. People with big egos often have low self-esteem. We use our ego to subsidize that. The toad strips the ego. I like every time he refers to it as the toad. No one can no one can see you on this, Russ. No, All of you your many no, facial explanation. No, it's cool. You just keep that. That's your cue to keep going. Why? Uh, why do? Why do we humans try to find ways, different ways to get high? Well. In Mike Tyson's case, it might be because he's tried all the other ones. Um, he says he has, quote, died a few times while smoking Sonoran Desert Toad Venom. And it has taught him that both life and death are beautiful. Uh, he, by his count, which I'm guessing is kind of a shaky count when you're smoking poisonous toad venom, has taken 53 such trips, sometimes does it three times a day. He has lost 100 pounds during this process. So maybe for those of you looking to lose weight, I don't know. Don't knock it till you try it. No, um, and he, it, folks, don't. We're not advocating <laughs> this. Jason, be responsible with your platform. Well, we're saying maybe. No, we're saying no. I'm saying if you're too busy to exercise and you don't want to change your diet, maybe just smoke a little poisonous toad venom, Russ. The I don't think it's that outlandish. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are Jason Leisure's and Jason Leisure's alone, and not owner, co-owner, and proprietor. No, of Jason no, no. yeah, you know who didn't say that? The other co-owner and proprietor of Sports Jason LLC. Russ, anyway, uh, as if having a brighter outlook on life and losing 100 pounds wasn't enough of a sell, uh, sales pitch for this, um, he also credits it for helping him reconnect with his family. That's good. This, That's this is a 55-year-old man, and I think really the, the moral of this story is uh, it just goes to show you that you never stop learning. <laughs> By the way, uh, the picture I saw with him, he's 55, and the face tattoo has aged better than I thought it would. Yes, Mike's in good it actually shape. Looks, it looks all right with the beard and with him being in shape. Like He's in really good shape. I, I would have said at the time that that's going to be a problem like 20 years down the road. And it actually looks all right. It's worked out. Mike, I'm not also, I wouldn't, but he looks okay. Mike, still knock your head off. Yeah. You catch some, you catch some of his boxing workout videos. He still, he can still make you see God if you, if you mess around. I would well, ask the age old question how, how much money? How much money, what, to take a punch from Mike Tyson? Mm-hmm. 
Is he high on now or prime or no? Now. Please, let's say now. I'm not going Lowest to the emergency room with a broken face. I'm not doing it. I don't know, man. He still got like that. He's still quick. Like he's, he's quicker still, than he's you still training. That age. He's yeah. still quick than you should be at that age. Come on, I need an amount. Why don't you tell us your amount? Because I'm not doing it. Yeah, your Tony's gonna be like fifteen dollars. A hundred thousand. This is probably the lowest. That's amount. so low. That's the That's lowest so low. amount. Are you yeah. serious? That's such a low I'm number for us. You're gonna be in the hospital eating through a straw for two months. Yeah, Look, your the, the whole bill is, is gonna is, be. It's the lowest amount. That's what it is. Well, Tony's it's saying plus amount. expenses, Russ. Plus expenses. Bro, nah, his hospital bill is gonna be a hundred grand. He's saying plus expenses, Russ. You gotta, you gotta, you know. Tony's a man of the details here. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Cheat himself on a coma. There was a. <laughs> there was a shocking revelation about the TV show The Office this week. Which okay. uh, Tony and I love, and I know Russ, you don't care at all about. Correct. Um, friends of mine that love friends that love The Office like want to talk about it all the time, and friends that don't like The Office don't even like when you mention The Office. They're tired of hearing about it, and I understand that. It, according to the Nielsen ratings, it was the most streamed show of 2020, though, so it is very popular. It's not just me and Tony that like the show. Tony, I don't know if you knew this as an Office fan, but a new book. Uh, quotes John Krasinski and Greg Daniels. So the guy that played Jim and the uh, creator of the show discussing a plot line that was originally in the script for Jim to cheat on Pam in season eight. Um, I did not know that. Uh, Jim and Pam are trash. So, whoa, um, geez, yeah. what is that? Yeah, Jim and Pam, awful human beings, both of them. Both of them ended up Why? hating them. It Pam, the whole series since the beginning, Jim fairly recently, I would say like the last two years, as the more I watched, is he wanted to get heartbroken. Like he he wants other people to control his life. And that's weird. And he makes bad decisions based off that. I say he's the male version of what Pam used to be. And then Pam is just an awful human being in general. That is a surprising take. Russ is checked out, so I'm going to start talking about money. Um, also revealed in this book is that the actor Paul Rudd. Do you know who that is, Russ? Yes, I do. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Ant-Man. Uh, he told Steve Carell not to take the role of Michael Scott. Told him bad idea. Hmm. Steve Carell ended up taking that role. And starting in season three, once that show really got going, was making $175,000 per episode. Yeah, but Paul Rudd also sexiest man alive. They lied. So you like him then? They lied. He paid somebody for them to say that. Mm. Maybe he's the greatest finesse, Russ. That, no, that's definitely the greatest finesse. How does that guy Paul still look Rudd like he's twenty-two? Sexiest man alive. I mean, the Rock still out there. Paul Rudd still still gets it done, bro. On the list of what dudes, does that mean? Paul Rudd doesn't even get. In the door. I mean, I well, I would say we need other opinions, but nah, I'm I not hating right on it now. Listen, I'm secure who, in my masculinity to talk about who can be in that room. And Paul Rudd ass not getting in the sex at his age. No, get out of here. At his age. Sex. No. The Rock almost fifty. Matter of fact, The Rock is Paul, fifty. Paul Rudd is like fifty. Nah, bro. 
Paul Rudd. Is, are we comparing Paul Rudd and The Rock? Are y'all f- kidding me? Y'all got me are, cussing. If you guys are done with who's hotter out of The Rock and Paul Rudd, <laughs> Paul Rudd is fifty-two. I don't. If I can give, wrap up the news. No, 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 no. Because no, y'all, I was uninterested in the office talk, but now I'm. I'm I know. locked in. I'm locked in. Paul Rudd. Are y'all serious? You got Michael B. You got Paul Rudd, Michael B. Jordan's out there. Michael B. Michael Jordan B. Jordan's like year. twenty. Michael B. Jordan's so, like twenty. Of course he looks good. But of course Paul he looks Rudd, good. That's a title that goes encompasses like all dudes. You can't just throw Paul Rudd. I look better than Paul Rudd. Like so, like come on now. <laughs> There's the name oh, of the episode. God. I look better than. Paul I mean, Rudd. I'm look. I'm not saying he should have won. What I'm saying is, is like, I can't hate on him get winning it. Like I could see why. <laughs> I cannot. Put it to the poll. Sports Jason poll. We that's, Paul Rudd. Rudd. that's not Yo, that's if, not this show. If you if you and uh if you and also Steph interesting choice up, of phrasing. If you and Steph break up, I know who your first DM going to. Oh Paul Rudd, definitely. <laughs> or, or really more the local lookalike version of that. You think Blanket has a Instagram? Repeat that. You think Blanket has an Instagram? All right, all right, wrap it up, Jason. <laughs> and finally, Russ. <laughs> a uh, wild moose plowed through a window and into an oh, elementary was... school classroom in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What, Tony? What do you? What do you? Mum. What... Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you, what do you, go ahead. Cause you heard the word plowed. Is that what it is? Yeah. The way you is. said it though. Right. Okay. Well, that's what the moose did. It plowed through a window into a classroom. There's, there's like 5,000 words that are normal words that I can't say on the show without you snickering. And you too, Russ, by the way. Although you, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm catching a straight. I didn't say you're, anything. You're, you're you're restraining yourself this time, which I appreciate. Thank you. I just catch strays in this man. I don't do anything. This Ooh, is that's a, interesting. Mooses is still out here. Moose, moose eye. How do you? What's plural of moose? Meese? I don't know. Actually, it's either moose or mooses. I would guess mooses. Wouldn't you think? Hmm. Or no? Guys, I don't think I don't think our our demo cares about. Do you guys know plural. how big a moose is? Like we don't have them walking around here, but a moose. Could be a male moose could be like seven feet tall at the shoulder and weigh fifteen hundred pounds. This is a, a gigantic animal to crash into like a kindergarten classroom or whatever this was in Saskatchewan. That's Canada, by the way. Look at uh, thank, thank what what is this building made out of? We got bricks now. Tony, it's a window. What are windows made out of? I the part you were giggling through was me talking about it plowing through a window. Uh, uh by the way, the plural of moose is moose. Thank you. Hmm. What a great mm-hmm. contribution. So just like deer or fish. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, it's funny. That's, this is actually Tony's job. It is. It's called producing what you're doing right now. Yes. <laughs> I thought that Paul Rudd was 52. You oh, did. We know you looked that up. Uh, let's, let's stop acting like Tony didn't know that off the top. <laughs> he knew that <laughs> no. from jump. I, well, you're you're either to believe that he's known that all along, or that he finally looked something up for the first time in the history of our show. Nah, he was. Um, a local mom noticed that the moose was walking around their neighborhood and st- that morning and started filming it. Eventually, it headed toward the school and crashed in through the glass. There was some kind of like 
um, before school program going on. It was early in the morning. So there were kids in this classroom. They were safely escorted out of there. One kid had minor injuries, but they said didn't require medical attention. So I'm kind of like, you know, did he stub his toe or what? He, everybody's okay. They tranquilized the, tranquilized the moose. You can see pictures of this moose just standing around in a classroom with a bunch of broken glass all over the place uh, and got it back to the wild safely. Um, school officials went on to say that the rest of the day concluded as normal. They just were like, there was a moose break in today. Let's continue on with school. Hmm. So no kid was traumatized. I don't know. Maybe they were. I, it sounded like I read a couple of things where it sounded like the kids thought it was cool, which is what I would think. Hmm. Ain't no way in hell Paul Rudd is. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't. That's going to make me mad. Give us your top five, Russ. Top five sexiest uh, men. Go. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, all right. Now I got to think about it. Um. All right. The Rock's on there. I thought you were definitely going with the die line and, and Russ Dorsey, uh, Russ Dorsey, uh, Russell Dorsey, Russell Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I'm gonna be more objective than that. Now the rocks up there. I you, you gotta have Michael B. Jordan by default, so that's two of the five spots. Um, then I can. The rock is I too can, muscular. I, I I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I think so. See, well, like, see, I, I think there are bodybuilders that are bigger than The Rock that I would agree with you on, but like, I don't think he's. And The Rock is just a cool dude. I think that adds to it. Hmm. The Genesis Qua of The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll talk about this off mic. Thanks. That's uh, gonna do it for this week's episode of Sports Jason. Kevin James for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he that's right up your alley. Um, I want to. We want to thank our sponsor, BetUS. As always, log on to betus.com. Use promo code Sports Adjacent get one hundred twenty five percent sign up bonus when you deposit your first fifty dollars. Um, for Russ Dorsey, Jason Leisure, my co host Tony Gill. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you catch your podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share it on social media. Anything else, gentlemen, before I let the people go? Best show yet. <laughs> well, the second half was pretty good. First half, first half a little rough, but you know we'll work it out in post. Um, that's going to do it for us. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports with Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.